Welcome to the SMT Marketing Podcast. Today's episode, the next big marketing buzzword, intent part two. Greetings. Hey, Dave Larson here. Got another fabulous podcast for you today, my friend. Today, we're talking that buzzword again, talking the next big marketing buzzword, which is intent, talking part two. Uh, Last time, we were talking about Facebook because they were talking intent marketing as well. And this time, we're talking Google. So if you happen to miss yesterday, I'll put it on you. Here is what it says. So in Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, Intent marketing is about marketing a product or service based on a consumer's intent to adopt, purchase, or consume that particular service, which may have been either explicitly or implicitly conveyed by the subscriber. So that sounds juicy. And all I can say is that when it comes to these platforms you're looking at, like yesterday, we're talking about Facebook and how they intend to handle intent marketing and Google, like you got to look at their strengths. So Google, people are searching and they have the big, broad network where they can keep an eye on what's going on through a large piece of the internet and Facebook can too. But what we're talking about here is let's, here's Google's perspective. It says the journey as unique as each customer. So their story is that funnels aren't linear anymore, that people don't go from awareness to consideration to purchase like perhaps they did a few years ago, that the Google perspective is that searches are jumping from mobile to desktop and they're doing things on the fly and they're switching back and forth and they're doing things out of order. And it gave three case studies in this piece that I was looking at. It was talking about Jill, age 25, was researching makeup. And it said that they did actually track the this person, uh, using some tools, I guess they signed up for this to be, it must have been extra tracking. But it said that Jill, in researching the makeup, had 125 different touch points, that she was searching different things and contents of the makeup, alumina, or I think, so, so like, like the chemicals, what's used in it and then where to get it, and then she was doing some research at home, and then she would jump in the mobile device while she was out looking, like what stores had the products she was after, so it was interesting. And so then they quoted Justin 19, who was looking for headphones, and Justin had 375 touch points, and it talked about Justin and like some of the searches that he did, like headsets for 20 bucks. (laughs) So it was giving like some indication as to he was in the market for the headset. And that's what they're talking about, that they can pick up on these searches and what people are, that's where they can tell what they're doing. 
and I have a little more faith that Google can do this, it, you know, that than more so than Facebook. But I, I'm not ruling Facebook out. There are a lot of people talk about stuff on there, but so we'll keep going. So then the last example was Ava, 28. She was going on a trip, and so is higher dollars, and she had 500 plus touch points in researching the the trip and what was unique about her she researched a little bit bought the ticket and then did a whole bunch of research afterwards so that was in mobile devices and all that came into play so i i see this approach i can see where they're going with it 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 concerns me because they're they're in some ways they're going to use the computing power that's available these days, like machine learning and and uh, AI, to like make this stuff happen. Even though they're pretty much saying it ain't there yet, which concerns me because our wallets are attached as marketers. That you know they're they're telling us this stuff, but ha- just how real is it? So the challenges I see with this is it's not, you know, people are not always online. You know, they're actually talking to other human beings and they might ask, you know, people for their advice or, hey, where, where did you get this or that? And, get, and there might be huge gaps that Google doesn't pick up on and Facebook doesn't pick up in this whole intent marketing scenario. And then again, trust us. I mean, this is literally some from Google. I, th- I think they wrote this piece. It says, look past impressions, clicks in online conversions and connect your media to revenue, gross margin and profits. Help your marketing team understand the intent interactions and signals that are driving long term growth. I mean, that sounds a little fluffy there, you know, but basically it's saying trust us, the machine and you just worry about the business aspects and you let us like get under the hood. And, and some things I would say, absolutely, they could do it better. And then other parts go, ah, you know, what, what do we got? You know, big brother again. And, uh, you know, that says automate everything. Be quick to su- succeed. Brands must deliver experiences that are fast and frictionless, frictionless. Machine learning can help you understand and predict the intent ways that are simply aren't possible manually. It can also help you find more unexpected connections between business goals and habits of your key customer segments. Now, I do know, you know, that there's truth in there and there's also some stuff that sounds a little suspicious, but... I mean, who's going to deny that Google doesn't have the engineers to take the best crack at it? But are we willing to bet the farm on this approach? I I don't know. I mean, they're both Facebook and Google going in this direction. And I think Facebook earned it and Google got sucked along for the ride. And I'm not sure, you know, Google, I don't think is, is really like selling, well, maybe they are selling customer data. They, they don't have access to it like Facebook does. 
So uh, I go, I, I think Google actually had a choice here on whether they wanted to follow this path of, of intent, which we're, we're going to see whether or not it works. But I say, you know, you got to test it. At least with the search, I agree. People may be indicating intent. You know, they're typing in their searches, and if Google is able to string them together, and we know they can because they've been tracking us and making us log in for a long time now, and unless you suppress some of that, that uh, they're keeping an eye on what you do. And but I, I'm, you know, concerned about the false positives because, as mentioned before, on the 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 flash drive example or flash storage example that it could be anything from laptops to you know storage in your closet <laughs> but bottom line it's your wallet you gotta you know do you know if it works great if not you better keep that machete handy and cut it and I know, you know, my concern is Google was already expensive and, you know, can they deliver on this? You know, is it going to, is it going to work? And all I can say is if they're right about, and I don't doubt this, that if you're really talking customers that, you know, doing that level of searching for, from hundreds to, you know, 500 plus touch points, you're going to have to work very hard to be visible across all the different avenues that they may come across your company name or for your product or service. So that, that won't be easy. So, you know, you're going to have to really, you know, diversify your approach in marketing to make that happen. So my friends, we will see on this, you know, it's not something that's we're, you're going to have to keep an eye on it, and and I will too. And we'll have to compare notes down the road and see if this this uh, technological wizardry actually works. So, very good, my friends. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.